Hi, I'm M. Sauter, better known as Pints and Panels. And I'm Don Tess, better known as the Don of Beer. And this is the All About Beer podcast. So this week, we are going to talk about cold IPAs. Don, have you ever had a cold IPA? I've never had one, and I will confess that I've actually even mocked them uh, online. Shameful. Shameful. Yes. Yes. That is shameful. Because I'm I looking am, forward to learning about it, though. They are so good. I am a huge cold IPA fan ever since I had one um, about a year ago or so. And they are just delicious, drinkable. It's everything that I want in an IPA. I'm excited that they are being made. And we are going to actually talk to the founder and creator of the Cold IPA, Kevin Davey of Wayfinder today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you first proposed this episode, I was a little bit skeptical, but then you kind of, you know, convinced me. And then I'm super excited because, as you mentioned, Kevin invented the thing. So who better to learn about this uh, from than, than Kevin Davey? Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is the All About Beer podcast. Visit us on our social media channels and at allaboutbeer.com. If you like this podcast, why not throw us some uh, some loot at uh, the patreon.com forward slash allaboutbeer. So we'll introduce Kevin and get into a conversation. But first, we're going to take a moment to uh, hear from our sponsors of the show. And if you would like to help support the All About Beer podcast, reach out to podcast at allaboutbeer.com. This show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company's award-winning craft non-alcoholic beers are fit for all times. Downtime, work time, game time, even gym time. Pick a time and grab an athletic because it's about time you could enjoy a great tasting brew anytime you want, even right now. Head to athleticbrewing.com and get some fresh brews delivered. New customers can even get 20% off with code ALLABOUTBEER20 and free shipping on two six-packs or more. Hi, this is John Hall, the editor of All About Beer, inviting you to check out the Drink Beer, Think Beer podcast. It's available on all of the major platforms, and the weekly show features long-form conversations with brewers, growers, and personalities from the beer industry. New episodes release every Wednesday. Just search Drink Beer, Think Beer. Kevin Davey is a new school lager enthusiast based in the Pacific Northwest who pushes the envelope of what lager can be. After training at the prestigious World Brewing Academy that shares locations in Chicago and Munich, he went on to become lead brewer at Chuckanut Brewery in Bellingham, Washington, and helped the team win Small Brewery of the Year at the Great American Beer Festival in 2011. After racking up many medals for small batch authentic German style lagers, Kevin moved to Firestone Walker Brewing Company in Paso Robles, California to hone his craft at a regional craft brewery. Seattle called him home to the Northwest. So he landed as head brewer of Gordon Beer Brewery Restaurant in the Pacific Place Mall, where he learned the taxing art of brew pub work. During that time, he won gold medals for Bach at the World Beer Cup and Hellas at JBF. He was then sought out to be principal brewmaster at Wayfinder Beer, marrying his love, love of lagers and IPA, where he continues to innovate to this day. Kevin, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, everyone. Yeah, it's really nice to chat with you. How's it, how are things in uh, sunny Portland? <laughs> <laughs> it's it, You know, it's actually been, kind of, so I grew up in Oregon, and it's been kind of like Oregon in the 80s and 90s, where it doesn't really get nice until after July 4th. So it's been nice. It kind of feels like pre-climate change. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. Well, we, we have brought you here today because you 
sir, are the inventor of the cold IPA. Is this correct? Do I have this right? <laughs> yeah, yes, for better or worse, I guess so. Like uh, created a monster, I feel like. No, no. I So uh, Don knows, um, and I think a lot of people know, that I am a huge cold IPA enthusiast. I love it. I think it's the best awesome. new thing since uh, the black IPA um, just <laughs> or the NEPA <laughs> or any other IPA. I just like beer. Uh, so I, I wanted to, I guess, Don, Don, have you ever had a, a, a cold IPA? Um, I have not actually ever even tried one, but, um, and I will confess that um, what I've read about it, you know, uh, it sounds a lot like an IPL. And so I'm super excited to learn from Kevin why I'm wrong. Well, it is not an IPL. And Kevin's, uh, Kevin, can you break down very quickly before we go into, and I'm going to I'm gonna talk about how much I love the cold IPA. I'm a, again, huge fan, huge, 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 huge fan. People, I've become, I've become, they, people are like, hey, can you stop talking about the cold IPA? And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about it all the time. Uh, well, so that's can awesome. You, yeah. Can you walk? That, yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about the cold IPA, what it is. Why is it different than an IPL? Uh, why are people wrong when they assume it's just a rebranded IPL? Because uh, sir, it is not for sure. I, I think it's kind of interesting that, um, you know, worth this. I think that a lot of people are upset because there's that I confess that there's lager yeast used. And therefore, if it's an IPA with lager yeast, there's only one bracket it can fall into. Which I found, I find a little absurd, and I find it a little, um, uh, a little narrow-minded, um, to be honest. Just because, you know, like they're like I feel like in the ale categories of beers, you know, you have such wide, you know, like why isn't New England IPA just India wheat ale? What's the difference? Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I. I, I, and, I, and, and frankly, there was a lot of people saying this is just India wheat ale <laughs> or whatever that's going to be. Um, I think that styles change and it depends on who's making them and calling them what they are at the present moment. And right now in the world with social media and the Internet age, like things are changing far rapid, more rapid than we're used to. And so the a fact that a beer could come out getting a little traction, then all of a sudden it's in everyone's, you know, brew pubs across the nation um, is cool, but it's also kind of alarming for a lot of people because they're not ready for change. And I think that's kind of true with a lot of things, I guess. That's, I uh, mean, but the thing is a cold, like I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to, I have a small, small rant and then we'll talk about what a cold IPA is. And I know Don is curious about that. And a lot of people are, um, I mean, you can make a blonde ale can be made with lager yeast. It's still called an ale. A Baltic porter is usually a lager. Uh, yeah. and, and a porter is an ale. A tropical stout is warm fermented lager yeast. So uh, uh, who cares is my, yeah. <laughs> is, is my, is my thought. So well, yeah, my, yeah, how it presents is really how we're, we're talking about it. You know, like if you, if when we made cold IPA and we set it down in front of somebody, I can say this, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. All our IPAs are made with lager yeast, not just the cold IPA. And you heard it here other, first, everybody. Other than like our hazy IPA, which we actually get yeast from Great Notion, or we buy some dry yeast for that. But all the other IPAs, we've always used lager yeast. We just never told anyone. And no one's noticed. And no one's like, well, hey, Kevin, this West Coast IPA drinks a lot more like an IPL. Why aren't you calling it IPL? Wow. Breaking because news. Because it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
frankly. That's so fascinating. Cool. And I love, yeah. I, I'm also going to say that although I'm saying that out loud, there's a lot of other breweries who do this and mm -hmm. they just don't say it out loud. So, mm -hmm. and that goes with lagers that are made with ale yeast. B beer on a professional level, and, and I think that it's hard because brewers have this public trust and styles can be kind of monolithic and we want people to think about them as as a certain way but how we get to our finish line can be different you know honestly i i know of some regional um speaking of uh uh, uh wheat ale or something like that you know i i know of a regional wheat ale here in the northwest that isn't widmer but um that is I like how you had to be like that's <laughs> not widmer because <laughs> i was like are we widmer. talking about widmer <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's made with lager yeast and they've just always said, you know, it's, it's a Hefeweizen, you know, does it, I mean, how you get there. And also my, my personal opinion is that like, if it, if it's presenting a certain way, you know, you don't need to look under the skirt and see how it's made, you know, right. like this beer, is, beer. this to yep. me is ale. It looks like ale smells like it, you know, it, it, it's presenting as an ale, just go with it and quit trying to put it into a bucket. That's how I, I agree with that. And then you you sort of uh, glossed over it, but I am fully aware of some loggers that are made with uh, that that are marketed as loggers that are uh, fermented with ale yeast. Yeah, so and they they probably happy. taste great, and they're good. And yep. who cares? You know, who cares? Drink what you like. That's my yep. that's my motto. Good. Yeah. Anyways, you know, I'm still of... sitting on the edge of my seat. I still want to know what a cold IPA is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> got to tell Don what a cold IPA is. Okay, so. <laughs> The background story is that we were trying, like we, uh, when we opened um, uh, Wayfinder, I really wanted to make a hazy IPA because that was cup and coming in Portland. It was already quite there in the West Coast or in the East Coast. I'm sorry. So we knew we were going to have a hazy on tap just as like, you know what, this is, this is trendy. And I think it's a great challenge. And I like the beers. Um, then we were going to have a West Coast IPA. And I kind of wanted to have another IPA in rotation that kind of was challenging to both of those. Like, what if we made one? that is it and this goes back to when i was designing the beers at wayfinder is i wanted things to be contrasting if we're going to make a hellas that is 17 bitterness units and bright yellow our pilsners should be decocted and more amber maybe check very bitter i don't want i don't want a customer to sit down try our two beers try two beers that are similar and not be able to tell them apart and I think that that's more engaging customer experience when you're at a pub to have the beers be very loud for you know for each style that they are. And so that kind of led me to cold IPA. Now, what 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 we originally were doing was um, one of the things that we invested in heavily at Wayfinder at the beginning was a decoction um, a decoction kettle, so a, a cereal cooker, and. That was one of the ways that we really wanted to make flavor differences that other brewers maybe couldn't just based on equipment. We didn't. We knew that our approach wasn't going to be a lot of barrels and a lot of um, fruit and sour aging. We just didn't want to do that avenue, and we didn't really want to do any mixed culture. We wanted to focus on lagers and IPA. So how do we build more flavor? And that the decoction kettle was part of it. Um, after playing with that, I really did some deep diving into adjunct brewing and brewing with corn and rice. Um, shout out to Greg Casey, Troy Casey's dad. Um, <laughs> I bothered him a lot about it. I don't from Casey Brewing and Blending. Um, he worked at Stroh's and Paps and 
um, Coors and stuff like that and gave me a lot of pointers. Also, Carl Lockert from Bridgeport gave me a lot of pointers too. Um, so we were, I was trying to play with whole grain instead of using a flaked adjunct or a pre-made um, like rice flake or corn flake. I wanted to actually use whole grains and incorporate that in. Um, after doing a lot of re uh, reading about adjunct brewing, I found that this mantra that the Brewers Association and a lot of brewers like me have been saying over these years that corn and rice lighten the flavor and they make the beer cheaper. I frankly had an about face about it and I'm like, no, they don't. These are whole grains that we grow in the States that are good and that don't have uh, a flavor neutral character. Are they more subtle? Sure. I mean, but they are still an, an interesting flavor. Rice in particular, I got kind of into sake and I'm just like, there's so much flavor in rice that we're not talking about. <laughs> in that land. Yes. Um, and right now we're using corn mainly because price of rice is kind of crazy right now, but um, I would like to go back to rice, but just being able to process it, I'd have to buy a mill. So I've, mm. I've been, anyway, that's a whole nother, app. I'm sorry. So the idea of cold IPA is using a high adjunct, um, high adjunct grist base. So whether it's corn or rice, we're going between 25 and 30% of our total grist base being that, and then balancing that with this high protein American barley. And American barley has been grown two row barley and including six row as well. But um, there's also a really great, this might be kind of just dorky for the brewers listening, but Joe Hertich, who um, I think Joe Hertich is the one that worked for Strohs and Paps. I got that wrong with yeah. Mike Casey, I'm sorry. Um, he had this really great Master Brewers podcast about how two row, the two rowification of six row barley. <laughs> it's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> I was oh, going to really? say you're talking. You're talking to some dorks here, Kevin. Yes. So oh, yeah, we're, we're especially Don. No, uh, well, no, Don, you're a, you're a bona fide dork. Oh yeah, I interviewed Joe actually. <laughs> Anyways, go mm. ahead, go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> well, you know, passing my number because I I I found the thing absolutely fascinating, and it was kind of playing into a lot of the stuff that I you know read about when or learned about at Siebel, but that was a long that was you know twelve years ago, um, and. I, I'm like, well, if we're going to, if, if I'm going to make a truly American IPA, you know, I'm going to be using these two row malts that are now high protein, high fan, high Kolbach index, all these things. I need to balance it with an adjunct. Okay, well, now I've got this base. It's kind of like this malt liquor thing. What if I made this beer a craft beer? <laughs> you know, like what if I just took what American craft brewer or American lager brewers were doing and kind of craftified that? You know, what if we took some things, took some elements of West Coast IPA and maybe even incorporated some hops that we used in New England IPA and made something a little bit different, a little bit more unique. So that's really what we're trying to do. Um, I brand it as like Western than West Coast. So we're trying, like, when you think of West Coast, you think of uh, low, low caramel malt or almost no caramel malt. I think a lot of people have actually skipped it and replaced it with maybe a Munich malt or a Vienna or something like that. Um, I'm saying, well, even get rid of that and let's just <laughs> use just Pilsner malt. And, and as far as Pilsner malt goes, you know, actually use adjunct, maybe as light as possible. And then we also have the bitterness incredibly high. Our bit, we're targeting a bitterness of at least 65 to 70 BUs. Um, the alcohol, um, the ABV on these, I've found that the sweet spot is about 7% alcohol. I know that a lot of cold IPAs you find out there are trending lower. And I, I think that a lot of people 
like these beers that are trending lower. Frankly, I think that a little bit, a little bit higher booze, more like San Diego IPA, works better with the hop load that I want to put in this beer. Um, it that the, the increased alcohol kind of adds a sweetness where the beer is so dry on paper. So I just feel like having a little bit in there is is nice as a balance to hops. Aside from that, too, if you're if you're at Wayfinder, we have no we have a plethora of session beers. So I I I do want some things that people get to, you know, that are bigger and more special. And Cold IPA is one of them. Um, and uh, what else makes it so West Coast? You know, like I think that a lot of West Coasts are made with like Chico yeast or USO5 or something where it's really clean. You're looking for a clean profile, low ester profile. You know, you can't really get a cleaner profile than using a lager or 3470R lager yeast. Uh, warm, it's quick fermenting. It's It cleans up all of the visceral di the diketones, the diacetyl precursors and stuff like that. Um, and we get the whole beer done in 17 days and it really doesn't see a long cold maturation time. It doesn't see a cold dry hop. Um, so unlike a lager and unlike a IPL, it is on in the fermentation side, it's, we treat it almost exactly like we would Chico. Hmm. What's the, when you say warm fermented, what's the temperature that you're cranking that to? So is uh, it like an ale or are you going a little lower or higher? What's the, what's the temp? Uh, ale temp 65 is what we do for this. And I, I, yeah, I agree with you with the 7%. I've only, so we don't have them here in Connecticut on the East coast yet where this is hazy. I'm in hazy country. Um, but I've only had, I've had one from Hello Friend, so the clean side of Rare Barrel, did a collab with Cerebral in Denver, mm -hmm. and they did a cold IPA, and it was 7% with Comet, and it was awesome, unbelievably good. And the thing that, like, it, you pour, it looks like a cream ale, because right. it's so light, and it's filtered, it looks like you're drinking, like, almost like a Budweiser, but it's so flavorful. And I, I I agree. I usually want a lower ABV, but the seven percent was that's that's the sweet spot. You're absolutely. I mean, you invented it, so you know. Uh, I also <laughs> I, yeah. We tried lower, and um, um, I the other thing about it is it's actually really high apparent degree of fermentation. So oh. our we're getting eighty three to eighty five percent ADF on on these beers, and a lot of that is you know, and this when we were doing this twenty eighteen was kind of like high level hop creep times and we were having to deal with hop creep. And so one of my ways was let's just dry hop it toward the end of fermentation and let it creep as much as it wants. Um, we'll get it super dry and we'll design the beer to be dry. You know, that, so yeah, that that's really high. Yeah. That's very dry. So, so two things there then, cause you were, you, as you were describing cold IPA, you were kind of comparing it to, you know, West coast and San Diego. Are you, typically using classic sea hops or are you experimenting with the more recent you know mosaics and citras and then also in terms of your hop scheduling west coast style like you're, you're actually adding hops to the kettle and things like that what <laughs> <laughs> you know it's kind of funny because you get these trends in beer and brewers kind of apply them to everything it's like well we got to cool down the whirlpool and add mosaic and citra for our New England IPA. So we should do the same thing for our Czech Pilsner, but just use sots. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how that beer was ever made. You know, like, right. <laughs> and yeah, no, it's not, I'm not afraid. We always, we use a lot of hops. We actually use um, flex alpha acid in our original cold IPA just to get the bitterness higher. 
So we usually, we're using like a Magnum and Flex at the beginning of the boil. We're adding a mix of Mosaic and Centennial at the last 10 minutes and at the Whirlpool. And then um, we're dry hopping it with classic sea hops. So Chinook, Cascade and Amarillo. Okay, um, cool. And that's the original one. We've done a few um, off ones, um, Chronokinetic, which was made with um, a lot of Centennial and then also Motueka and really pushing that Motueka button and Citra. That one was really fun. We just recently did one called Jazz Witch. Um, trademark, by the way, I love that name. Um, that's a great name. <laughs> and that was with the new HBC 586, which I think everybody's going to hear a lot about. I think it's getting a name this year. I'm really excited about that hop. I really like it. Um, 586 and then some great Nelson Sauvin, some crystal and some comment that we get, some crystal from down here in Oregon that we really like. And that was more yeah. fruity. We kept the bitterness a little bit lower, but still the the boozy stuff. Can you tell us a little more about 586 and why you're very jazzed about it? Like what's um, I, what's the I, flavor? What's like what what's going on with that one? For me, I'm getting like a lot of like mango guava, you know, in a, in a way that kind of like that style rich uh, hop that you that we've that we've that we've seen more in a lot of like New Zealand hops and this 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 hop I've been very excited about just for that and um we just recently for our um five-year anniversary beer we did a collab with Firestone and oh, nice we did we used a little 586 in this double dry hop cold IPA it'll be coming out in a couple weeks ooh. um ooh. yeah yeah, I don't know how anyone's going to get their hands on it because I, you know, <laughs> I don't do the sales, but we'll figure it out. You let me know and we'll, maybe some of it will go to Tabor. But um, so we were doing uh, actually dip hopping on that one, too. So we were using 586 and fermenting on top of that hop and, and trying a couple different techniques that um, Sam and I from Firestone were talking about back and forth. Um, but, yeah, I think that that as far as having... Um, survivables from the beginning of fermentation and even in hot side i think 586 has a lot of uh, potential there so i've only played with it once or twice though so i it'd be better i'm i know i'm also more you know 70 percent of what we do is lager so i'm, I'm i can't really be the authority on the newest hops <laughs> you know what you, you know what you like and you're excited about it and that's all that matters really so <laughs> and if you're into it then all the hop other people in the in the beer world are going to be excited about it so i'm always excited when new hops come out what are you about you done right. uh i would say it depends on the hop i think sometimes people are inventing new hops just for the sake of inventing new hops so uh 586 sounds pretty cool I'll, I'll, it does sound. i'll look for it yeah yeah so let's take a short break and hear from this episode sponsors and then we'll come back and talk about uh the reception of cold ipa because i want to know uh, I want to know what people say to you about cold IPA because I bet it's uh, interesting. This show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company's award-winning craft non-alcoholic beers are fit for all times. Downtime, work time, game time, even gym time. Pick a time and grab an athletic because it's about time you could enjoy a great tasting brew anytime you want, even right now. Head to athleticbrewing.com and get some fresh brews delivered. New customers can even get 20% off with code ALLABOUTBEER20 and free shipping on two six-packs or more. 
Hi, this is John Hall, the editor of All About Beer, inviting you to check out the Drink Beer, Think Beer podcast. It's available on all of the major platforms, and the weekly show features long-form conversations with brewers, growers, and personalities from the beer industry. New episodes release every Wednesday. Just search Drink Beer, Think Beer. And we're back with Kevin Davey of Wayfinder Beer. Um, so yeah, before we went to commercial, um, uh, and mentioned, uh, let's, let's talk about, you know, how the public reception has been of cold IPA. Um, <laughs> it's actually been really interesting because I feel like, uh, um, you know, that scene in Anchorman, well, well that, you know, that happened real quick or whatever it was, you know, like <laughs> at one point people are like, oh, this is kind of a cool thing. Maybe we should make it. We, you know, we tried something. And then all of a sudden it's like, everyone's made it and like half people hate me for it and half people don't. It's like, <laughs> what, like, why, why does it matter? I just kind of like made up a beer and called it cold IPA and everybody's got their, um, underwear and a bunch about it. I understand that like uh, that it can be a little challenging to make a beer with lager yeast and that people want to call it IPL. It's just IPL. I've had a lot of people come up and just tell me that, you know, I'm a butthead for making an IPL and, <laughs> and just rebranding it. And I'm like, you know what? If, if the end of the day, you just rebrand your IPL as cold IPA, I think you're wrong, but hey, I did you a favor, right? Because your IPL is probably not selling very well because nobody likes it. Not that nobody likes it. Nobody likes IPL. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I stand with nobody likes IPL. Uh, I really love the um, article that you wrote in the New School Beer Blog about what a cold IPA is and the differences between a cold IPA and a cold uh, and a, excuse me and an IPL because you really show that they're different. Uh, I get a lot of pushback when I talk about cold IPA on my website, Pints and Panels. So I created a visual cue and yeah, they're, they're very similar, but there are differences. Um, I think that um, I also want to, I'm going to go on a small, small side rant. Uh, right. Who cares what it's called? What right. is cold yeah. IPA? That doesn't mean, what is a West Coast IPA? If I'm a casual drinker, that doesn't mean anything to me. What's a New England IPA? I don't know what that means. I just know it's an IPA and I want to drink it. So if something right. is given to me that's called a cold IPA, that sounds delicious. Please give me one. So can I ask Kevin actually about that? Like, Where did the name, how did you think of that name? Particularly when, you know, you, as you say, you fermented it at, a, at an ale temperature. So where does cold IPA come from? And it seems a bit iconoclastic, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'll, this comes all back to big beer. It was kind of like a nudge to um, adjunct brewing, like cold filtered, bold flavored. You know, I was just, you know, just riffing on a lot of those terms that, you know, uh, the big brewers used to describe their beers that craft brewers never used, you know, like, I don't know. Triple, <laughs> so triple, like, hop, triple hops brewed. Like, yeah. Some sure, of that yeah. Every, <laughs> doesn't every ridiculous. Beer? You need I to have that, a label that changes color when you put the can oh, in the yeah. ice. Yeah, that I sounds mean, outrageously expensive, but that's how, yeah. I think that's kind of, I don't know. I'm, 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 some of that stupid marketing, I think is kind of fun. You know, when, like, the, yeah, when the jazz witch plays her saxophone, your beer is ready to drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the other thing that like a lot of our branding and a lot of the stuff that we're doing at Wayfinder. Um, when we started Wayfinder, it was like, um, uh, my refrain from lager brewing is always like, and, and I think it's great that a lot of people do the whole like the the Lederhosen and the Oompa music and the pretzels and the 
and that everything's super German, you know, and, but we never wanted to do that. We wanted to make, our goal was to like, Hey, let's make, let's make lager beers the way that German brewers make them, but let's just make them cool and fun so that people can, it can be more approachable. And, and that's make beer fun has kind of been a lot of our marketing motif, you know, like we have a Pilsner called party time Pilsner. It's an authentic Bavarian style Pilsner, but you know, maybe partying will help, you know, like maybe, maybe it's just time to party. Like, I don't know. It's easy. It's easier. It's easier for me to consume that kind of marketing and it's just a little tongue in cheek. It's just a little cheeky. I, I think it's great. Um, cold IPA also for me, if you're not in, like, if you are a BJCP judge, um, I think immediately you're like, cool, what? Ale, cold, contrasting, doesn't make sense, you know? But um, if you're just an IP, a casual IPA drinker and you walk into a bar and you're like, I'll get the cold IPA and then a yellow, fizzy, hop forward beer gets in front of your face, it all makes sense, you know? And that's that's who I'm selling the beer to. Do the so, customers like, uh, like what are your casual drinkers? At? And I will say shout out to the Wayfinder pub is, uh, if you find yourself in Portland, Oregon, I highly recommend a visit. Uh, one of the best tasting rooms I've experienced, great food. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because you're our guest. I had a wonderful, slightly tipsy time there uh, <laughs> a couple years ago, and I very much enjoyed myself. Uh, it was the first pl- time I ever had a Czech dark lager. Was oh, beer. nice. Yeah. And I was so excited about it it was so so good and then now i see them everywhere and it's wonderful so it was it's a great place to drink so what are those people that are just coming in beer lovers casual drinkers coming to your restaurant bring their family or if you're not 20 are you 21 and oregon has weird laws Um, yeah no we're we're everybody's welcome we have like a wine list and we've got cocktails and we've got we've got cookies on the dessert menu you know bring your grandma we don't care Great. Wonderful. What is grandma thinking about the cold IPA? Like are they the casual drinkers? What do they think about the beer? I, you know what? I, I don't really, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I would like to say that like, uh, I got my finger on the pulse of, um, some of the casual beer drinkers, but I feel kind of isolated as a brewer, you know, and, uh, I need to probably go sit at the bar and go, what do you think of this thing? But I'm sure um, they, I mean, if it's selling, then people are liking it. That's right. good. And if and other for, people are making it, then you're doing something right. I think for the first couple of years, like we started in, I think it was like August of 2018 or September, somewhere in there is the first one we brewed. And we always just kind of had it come out, you know, and kind of kept it around on the menu. It's kind of like a fun, fun IPA. Um, and around 2020 is really when it started taking off. and I think that now, like when I look at the sales, we see our, our hazy IPA, our haze, I'm sorry, our hazy IPA at the pub is easily our number one seller for the most part. But nowadays the cold IPA is beating it sometimes. And I'm like, hmm. hey, I, it's got enough word out there. People know that we're we're the ones who made it. And uh, we've got a lot of tourists who just come in and want to try it. And they're usually really pleased with it. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask actually kind of the opposite of M's question. Like what do the beer geeks think? And when you become known as the inventor of a beer style do beer geeks actually make an effort to come to wayfinder and say i want to go there and have the original cold ipa (laughs) i i've had a lot of beer geeks come and do that and usually pretty happy with it but um i definitely have a lot of my brewer friends who 
you know, kind of give me give me shit about it. They're just like, oh yeah, you think you're so fucking special. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, no, I'm, 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 you know, I don't know. It's but you've invented like, a beer weird. style. <laughs> I, I am special. Really <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it was just like a, I, I just made a beer that I called Cold IPA, and then everybody else started trying to make something. What really happened is we made this like we made Cold IPA, and then people started making beer called Cold IPA. But I kind of think that they were kind of screwing it up. And mm. so, like, you know, because a lot of people were dry hopping it. They were just kind of rebranding a IPL. And I'm like, well, no, it's not a rebranded IPL. It's something different. Um, but the idea was to get, if, if like, the, like, there are some things in cold IPA. We don't dry hop cold. And we don't long cold age. And all of that's, you know, it isn't a dry hopped Pilsner. And I think a lot of brewers were just like, well, this is just a dry hop Pilsner. I'm like. No, it's not. Like it's it, for one thing, it's not all Pilsner malt. For another thing, it's not really like lagered. It's we. I mean, we turn around this beer in 17 days, which is pretty conservative for an ale. Like we could probably cut that down, but we don't like working weekends, so we're still a small team. <laughs> but but I guess to to my point is, um, I, I was just kind of afraid that like everybody would make these things and then it would get kind of get trashed. Uh, <laughs> like the beer style would, you know everyone would start hating on it. And I feel, <laughs> I reached out to Kim from um, Social Kitchen. Uh, um, the, the, he's the guy who did the Brood IPA and everything like that. And he's a friend of mine. And uh, I was just like, I, you know, I, sent, I called him up. I'm like, hey, did, did everybody, did when you came up with Brood IPA, did you have like this idea of what it was? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everybody tried to copy it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and did everybody like not follow what you said to do? And he's like, well, yes. And then they, was there a lot of bad versions of it that went out there? And he's like, everybody knows that. <laughs> well, I don't want that to happen. So I kind of went on this like crusade where I did a bunch of podcasts and I, um, yeah, mainly just podcasts, to be honest. <laughs> you, did a, you do a really great job on your website where you almost have like BJP, BJCP style guidelines. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I also yeah, made a lot that's, of memes. <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, uh, that's, it's such a great, you're very good at being like, this is how you make it. This is, and it was really helpful for myself doing visual beer education to be like, oh, wow, there are guidelines that I can follow because people are like, well, what's the difference? And I'm very, you know, sciencey, and I go by the numbers. And I was like, well, there won't be any numbers, and there are numbers because you are thoughtful <laughs> enough to come up with the numbers. Well, and that so was he, also after talking to Kim. Was you know, he he started a brewed IPA uh, website too that he was trying to get redirected so that people would kind of like see links to articles about how to make it, and you know, and different ones that come out, and how to, you know all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm going to just put that on our website so it's clickable on the Wayfinder website. I'm also like a, a GABF and World Beer Cup judge. So I'm like, well, I'm just also going to make, and I sent it to the Brewer Association. They didn't make a style yet, but. Not yet, not, I bet not, next year, maybe, I, yeah. I think they really missed the boat on that one. I think they probably could have got a lot more entries than um, Irish Red Ale, but whatever. Hey, um, don't <laughs> knock the humble Irish Red. Uh, no, but I get what you're saying. Are there people in the Portland area who are making cold IPAs that you're like, yes, thank you. Do you want to give any like shout outs to anyone who's doing it? That's like, or are you like, we're not there yet? <laughs> oh, no, I think that there's been, I've had a lot of really good ones. Good. Um, I think Fremont has made some really great versions of them. 
Um, Freem also has made some really nice ones here in the Northwest. Um, I'm going to not remember somebody who did a great one and then they're going to be like, hey, wait, you mentioned me. Um, That's okay. They'll I'm keep, sorry, you can come. You can come back and we'll just have a shout out to Cole. We'll do Cole IPA too. <laughs> Electric and Boogaloo. All it will be will be shout outs to good, yeah. good ones. Yeah. We'll be like, hey, you, you did a great job. You, uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll only talk about the good ones. We just here, we're here to celebrate. We're not here to badmouth. Although we just did badmouth the humble red ale, but that's fine. That's fine. I will, uh, I, I will get on the high horse and say Irish red ale is really boring. Okay. Oof. That's fine. Ooh. All right. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Well, it was great to talk <laughs> to you today. Um, <laughs> You can leave now. No, uh, I, I mean, hey, you like what you like. And if, but you can't not talk, you know, you can't be happy all the time about certain styles. I don't know. I've had some really good, when they're the roast note of the, we're, exactly. now we're talking about, yeah, when you get that nice roasted barley note of an iron. You just I haven't think, had a, I'm going to, we have a future episode. Em. I'm going to mail you. And yes. Kevin won't be invited. Yeah. You're okay. <laughs> I will admit, Em, that I have had one Killian's Irish Red in my life, and that's it. Start and end. That's what my I. Well, we need. Oh, I'm gonna send you some beer mail, and I'm gonna find <laughs> you some really good Irish because there are some really good Irish Reds out there. Or I'm gonna email Chris over if you're judging JBF this year. I'm gonna put you on the Irish Red medal table, and um, <laughs> yeah, and then you're gonna have, and you're gonna be like, wow, I didn't know that Irish Reds could be this. Oh, bold and uh, wonderful. And, they, and, and they, once you've done that, I have a challenge for Kevin. I would ooh. like Kevin then to make a kick-ass Irish red ale fermented with a lager yeast. <laughs> done. Because that's probably what Killian's was using. Probably. Um, yeah. yeah, most likely. <laughs> most likely. But yeah, that's, uh, it's just, I'm, I'm so glad that we got to talk today because it's really interesting to talk to someone who's invented a style that is, I really do believe has great staying power uh, in the beer world. I liked what uh, John Palmer wrote an article about it and he described it as a West Coast cream ale. Right. And I liked, did you agree with that sentiment or? Yeah, to a degree, I think okay. so. I mean, you could kind of do those kind of, you could kind of bucket any beer like that, right? And I, I think John's, I, for one thing I'm honored because when I started home brewing, I read How to Brew by John Palmer and I was just like, okay, well this was, now this guy's writing about this beer I made up and it's hilarious. But, um, so shout out to John if he's listening. But- um, Hi John, the, he'll, uh, listen. he'll listen. He'll listen sooner or later. <laughs> um, I think you kind of like, isn't California Common just um, a, like American hopped Meritzen? Like, can't can't you just kind of do that with almost any style? Yeah, like, like yeah. isn't it a little bit of this and that? Sure, yeah, it is, and and that's not a bad thing. It's just that like we're only like I'm working with malt and hops here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> unlike a lot of beer styles that have come out that are you know using salt and fruit and um, spices and stuff Money. like that. We're, chicken you know yeah. i don't know who knows you can <laughs> brew with any yeah you can brew with anything nowadays i think that it's i think that it's i think that a lot of craft brewers and craft beer enthusiasts drinkers and stuff like that there's been so much of you know let's put donuts and mash let's do that you know like the innovation has been a lot of flavors that aren't beer flavors and cold ipa is is the most beer flavored beer you know it is adjuncts and lager malt and you know, a lot of hops and that's it. And it's kind of bulletproof, you know, it really makes 
the American Pilsner malt shine when you add that much uh, adjunct on top, and then it just everything ferments pretty cleanly. And I, I find them really, um, you could, I feel they're repeatable. People can have them again. They can try different things on them, and I think that it's. So, Am I, I would agree with you that I think it has some staying power. I hope it has some staying power. I'm a huge fan. Uh, it's ever I say it's everything the IPL isn't. Uh, because I'm just IPLs are so you and you write about this in the, the new school beer blog where it's just they're kind of either too grassy because the lager can't help the hops or they're just kind of one note and you're it's just they're not as drinkable as they could be. I'm sure there, there are good IPLs out there. I'm not trying to bag on the IPL, but the cold IPA makes the it's the, the evolution of the style of the IPL. And that's very, very exciting to see in 2022, even though, I mean, I know that the style's a few years old, but seeing the beer, you know, we're working with, yeah, we're working with a little bit limited ingredients and you're making something new and it's very, very exciting. It makes the beer, the evolution of beer more thrilling. So I wanted to thank you for the no, cold IPA. Well, you're very welcome. The, um, I, I think it is kind of, I mean, if you want to marry styles on cold IPA, it's kind of a marrying of IPL and brewed IPA. Hmm. be honest like brewed ipa well, well when was that 2015 2016 2017 somewhere in there and um you know i had that in mind when we were doing this like what would be our answer to brewed ipa because i don't want to i don't want to use an ale and i don't want to use um exogenous enzymes i didn't want to make it the way that kim did but um you know i i, I what would what would a lager brewer spin on this be I mean, the other thing as, as far as like just how to make cold IPA, if you're a lager brewer out there, you, you're making a lot of Hellas and Pilsner and stuff like that. You have a lot of extra lager yeast around and making an IPA with it, you don't have to harvest from it. So it's the easiest thing to do in the brewery. <laughs> um, I just have one last question uh, that I, I, you know, I think we kind of glossed over is, was there specific thinking behind using lager yeast for this? It seems counterintuitive. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I did kind of bring that up just now, but um, it is our house strain. And so we have a lot of it all the time, ready to harvest, you know, on a weekly basis. And then making an IPL and then dry hopping on it is a higher gravity beer. It's not as harvestable. We, we wanted to kind of dry hop this toward the end of fermentation. And, you know, you can't harvest off a dry hopped beer. So yeah, that was- I guess of, I was, sorry. I, I guess what I meant is more- like you, you, you mentioned that all of your IPAs are are fermented with the lager yeast, other than your hazy. So, was there specific thinking there? Is it is it just um, brewery economics? I mean, mainly, okay. mainly brewery economics. It it made it free yeast, you know, which is. Yeah. I mean, I could. We live in Portland. We're in this magical place that a lot of brewers that maybe listening to this don't understand, but like. Brewers in Portland all just share yeast and we like hardly ever have to buy anything. <laughs> we also like share ingredients like, oh crap, I'm out of X, start the text down the road. And like everybody around, we're all like within like a mile of each other. So it's pretty handy. Um, cool. So yeah, I could go bug Breakside or um, a few other places to get Chico yeast. And we tried that, but I, I think that my big thing with cold IPA is I wanted to make something that tasted very different than Chico beers because there's just that it has become so ubiquitous here in the Northwest. So Donnie, do you want a cold IPA now? I do. 
I very much so. And particularly, um, I, I'm excited. I'm very, very excited by the way, Kevin, you thought about, um, uh, you know, the, the, the high protein, high diastatic power, you know, six row ish, two row, um, uh, barley and, and, and built a beer from ingredients up. I love it. I'm super excited, super excited to try one. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we try to do that with all of the beers, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, we, the other thing about Wayfinders, we're a small 10 barrel system and uh, we don't, we don't have a silo. So it's, we have different base malt for almost all of our beers. And that was always something that we really wanted to focus on was using different ingredients. I mean, it's not as efficient. Once you get a base malt in a silo, you can really hone in your brewing practice to where you have like the best efficiencies. But, you know, for us, we wanted to have different flavor profiles it was more important to us than um, being the most efficient brewer in the world. So our like Hellas is made with Barca Pilsner. Our Czech Pilsner is made with Bohemian Pilsner. Um, the... The cold IPAs are made with a, a Great Western Superior Pilsner. Um, yeah, it just keeps going. We're making Oktoberfest right now with almost all the animal. It's fun. That's awesome. I'm so. I know. I want more. Now I want beer. I need a beer. <laughs> Don, we should drink a beer. Yeah, um, actually, we should go to Portland. Is what we should. Do. Yeah. All right. Let's go. We'll go to yeah, Portland. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'd love to come and visit. Um, I haven't been to Port. I lived in Oregon for a year, um, eleven years ago. And it is just such a, your weather is weird. Uh, the, yeah. The, yeah, the dry in the, dry or wet. I, I like four seasons. You don't have that. But it's a wonderful place with wonderful, nice people making really, really good beer. So um, go to Wayfinder, drink a cold IPA. If you can't get to Portland, bother your local brewery to brew a cold IPA, because I would love to see more cold IPAs out there. They are delicious. Try to find them. Kevin, thank you so much for being on our program today. It was a pleasure. You bet. It was great to great to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. Okay, that was awesome. Um, I learned a lot. I love the way Kevin explained uh, not only what cold IPA is, but also how he came up with the idea. I love the way that he didn't just uh, oh, I'm going to make this beer and throw a bunch of hops in it, and uh, you know actually thought about um, the status of ingredients uh, as they sit today what hops look like, what malt looks like. And he created a beer uh, to celebrate that. I just think that was awesome. So it's I'm so, convinced. Yeah. yeah, I'm super it's convinced. It's great. He's such a nerd, <laughs> like a real <laughs> brewer's brewer. And I mean that in like a, a I, I use the term nerd in a, in a friendly way, um, yes. not in a dorky way. Although we've just talked about torques. It's fine. Uh, I really, you know, he really is methodical and thoughtful. And, and when you have Wayfinder beers, uh, and I've only had a few of them, you can taste the quality, the tradition, the thoughtfulness. You know, when you have a really good beer and you know the people behind it were genuinely passionate about what they made. It, it shows. It shows in the yep. product and it shows with the creation of the cold IPA how thoughtful it is and how exciting it is to have a new IPA style. I'm, I'm into it. I need to find my way to Wayfinder. Yes, yes, you do. It's uh, the food is uh, try the macaroni and cheese if you're a cheese man. Um, okay. Hi uh, highly recommended. That was what I ate. Uh, and the beers are everything they make is excellent. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really, really excited to see uh, if Connecticut breweries, if you're listening, this is where I live. Uh, please make a cold IPA. 
I love them. I think they're wonderful. And I think your customers will love them too. The end. (laughs) (laughs) This show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company's award-winning craft non-alcoholic beers are fit for all times. Downtime, work time, game time, even gym time. Pick a time and grab an athletic because it's about time you could enjoy a great tasting brew anytime you want, even right now. Head to athleticbrewing.com and get some fresh brews delivered. New customers can even get 20% off with code ALLABOUTBEER20 and free shipping on two six-packs or more. Visit allaboutbeer.com and follow us on social media at allaboutbeer. Uh, There's also a Patreon if you want to throw us some loot and support the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash allaboutbeer. Next, Don, we're going to be talking about hops. I'm, uh, yeah. What, what, is there really anything to talk about hops? I don't, I don't think <laughs> so. Kidding, it'll course. be a, it'll be like a two minute. We'll be like, it's a plant. It used to be a salad green back in the day. Sure. Whatever. Um, yeah. but and super ha- teaser, we've got, we got two really amazing guests lined up. So this I'm is very, awesome. very excited. So but let's if you not ha- tell anybody. Who we're not going to tell it. No, no, no. It's a secret. Uh, you'll have to wait and listen. Uh, if you have any questions for the experts, email us at podcast at allaboutbeer.com. Um, that's also the email for feedback, suggestions, inquiries. If you have an idea for a show, if you want to tell us how great we are, I am always into that. I'm sure Don is too. We look forward to having you back uh, with a beer in hand, hopefully next time on the All About Beer podcast. Cheers. Cheers.